your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Do the Mario. Take one step and then again. Let's do the Mario all together now. You got it. It's the Mario. Brought to you by the Game Reviews and proud to be a member of the Unified Gamers Network, you're listening to Big Red Potion, the podcasting equivalent of a blue shell to the soul. I'm your untouchable host, Sinan Kuba, Editorial and Features Director for the Game Reviews, and I'm of course joined by the man who puts the X into Tom Clancy's Hawks, Joe, uh, Joseph D'Elia, Preview Director for the Game Reviews. Joe, how have you been? Fantastic. How are you doing after that big Unified Gamers Network slash Cranky Gamers meetup yesterday? A little, a little bit groggy. <laughs> uh, no headache, I'm quite, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to report, but... Uh, just about ready to do this podcast. Uh, probably should start just in case you know I pass out by the end of it. So we are having a very special episode of the Big Red Potion to do with the Unified Gamers Network. It is our very first VIP episode. Uh, as I said at the top of the show, we are part of the Unified Gamers Network. It's a friendly community of gaming podcasts formed earlier on this year, and uh, we at Big Red Potion headquarters felt that we should celebrate becoming part of this exciting network of great shows. So we decided to create the VIP show with the VIP standing for Very Important Podcast. Why VIP? Well, long-term listeners of the show will know that we tend to waffle on about fairly unimportant, irrelevant stuff, and we felt that with the UGN's help we could start tackling some tougher, more important debates in gaming. Uh, I'll, I'll reveal our incredibly important debate for this first episode in a bit, but let's meet our guests first. So, Joe and I are delighted to be joined not by one, not by two, but by three guests representing UGN, and a special net guest from another great gaming podcast too. So, first up, joining us from Cranky Gamers UK, think of an MMO, and he's probably played it. It's singing superstar Dits Simu. Uh, welcome back <laughs> onto the show, Dits. Hi, <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me on here. Yeah. Um, I won't be singing to you today, <laughs> um, unless there's any requests at all. I was just going to ask, <laughs> how's the record deal going? Um, we're working on it. We're going to hopefully be top of iTunes quite soon. We'll have an album out. So, excellent. <laughs> Okay, uh, moving on from Ninja Fat Pigeons, it's another long-term friend of the show, uh, Joe's heated gamer school rival, and uh, we're <laughs> delighted to say proud father of a little Zan. So um, it's Gary, aka Zantiriad. Uh, Zan, how's it going? Very good, yeah, and thanks for thanks for the introduction. Yeah, it's going good, um, despite my nine-hour drinking session with you lot yesterday, <laughs> up, and and getting up four times in the night to feed the baby. I'm still I'm still here, just wow. That, that's the efforts Zan goes to to record podcasts, so uh, <laughs> we're, we're very happy to have you on the show, Zan. We're also pleased to welcome a newer friend to the show, uh, hot off his podcasting debut as part of the affectionately named Team Bromance, and representing those cheap asses over at Frugal Gaming, it's Lee, aka Lee Nigma, not Leany Gamer, as he was keen to, to tell us on the Team Bromance podcast. So, Lee, welcome to Big Red Potion. Hello. I'm very happy someone's actually got my name right. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> well, after so many people getting my name wrong, I kind of feel your pain. So. <laughs> Our last guest returning to the show, part of one of the most successful long-running UK gaming podcasts and general journalist hotshot, it's James Batchelor from the Weed DS podcast. Oh, I got it wrong. Weeds podcast. Unbelievable. James, welcome back. I'll let you off because I get that wrong every week. I, I guarantee <laughs> I get something wrong on my own show every week. And thank you so much for letting me join you guys. It's great being you know, the outsider that after months of pressing his nose up against the window is actually invited inside. <laughs> well, we're, we're very pleased to have you. Have you have you recovered from your long camping weekend? Oh no, <laughs> I'm absolutely sad. The only thing that is keeping me awake is the prospect of having this discussion with you guys. Other than that, the rest of my body's just shut down. 
<laughs> well, we'll better, better get on before uh, me and James pass out then. So, uh, what is the all-important debate for this week that we're going to have that James is so looking forward to? Well, Joe, James, Zan, Lee and Ditz are all going to debate, argue, bicker, whatever word you want to choose, and indeed decide by the end of the show which Mario game is the best Mario game ever made. Ever, ever, ever. Uh, we're going to decide which game from the vast cavalcade of hits involving the podgy Italian plumber is actually his finest, his best outing, the one that stands tall above all others. And I think that's a very important t- topic to tackle. I can see some sensitive issues being touched on. So it's important to lay out the ground rules. For one, I'm not going to be involved in the actual debate. I'm only going to moderate it from the outside, step in when things get a bit messy, when we get those verbal bitch slaps going. Uh, but for the next 50 minutes, the floor are going to belong to Joe and our guests, and they're going to try and convince each other which Mario game is the best one ever made, ever, 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 ever. And at the beginning of the show, right now, which is, yes, that is now, well done, Sinan, we're going to be taking a vote and... Uh, going to see which game each of us are going to be fighting for. I'm going to stay, stay out of that vote. And then at the end of the show, we'll have another vote to see if anyone's opinion has changed. I'll add my vote in and we'll, we'll declare the best Mario game ever made officially ever, ever. So uh, without further ado, let's take that vote. Joe first. Joe, your best ever Mario game. Super Mario Brothers 2. Oh. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> really? James? Um, Super Mario Galaxy. Right. <laughs> Zan has left me a message saying no wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, sto- I'm just, you know, stoking the fire. <laughs> so Zan, why not stoke the fire a bit more? What's your vote? Mario 64. Three different votes so far. We were worried at the beginning of the show whether we were going to all say the same thing, but obviously we're not. Lee, your vote. There's only one. Super Mario World. Wow. Can we make it five different votes? Dits, your vote. Super Mario Brothers 3. Oh. Ah. <laughs> it's going to be a bloodbath. So, just, just to go through that again, that was Joe, Super Mario 2, James, Super Mario Galaxy, Zan, Super Mario 64, Lee, Super Mario World, if, I'm, if I was right, and Dits, Super Mario Brothers 3. Right. Okay, uh, I'm going to hand the floor to Dits to start off with. Dits, take us away. Why are you voting for Super Mario Brothers 3? Oh, um, oh, I see Super Mario Brothers 3, sorry, as a template for pretty much every single other Mario that came before it, or came after it. Um, it's got the new types of power-ups. It had a movie based you know, around it. You know, the big merchandise it sold ridiculously. It's just it is the pinnacle of the Mario games. I think if you look at the new Super Mario Brothers on the DS, which is a very good game, but it's still the same template for which was born on Super Mario Brothers three. It also back in sort of my history, I was born more of a Commodore sixty four gamer at the time, and seeing this game, I, mean, I used to go into like Comet and you know just try and sneak ten minutes on there you know, just to play it over and over, and needed to get a NES just to play. And I think it's that which really then stopped, stopped me going into the consoles. And this, you know, it's the best Mario for me. I like Mario 3 a lot. I think it's one of the better ones that have come out. But my problem with Mario 3 has always been that the levels are really, really short. Like, you can pretty much blow through a Mario 3 level in about 15, 20 seconds. Some of them are even like a minute long. But they're not, they don't have the meat to them that like Mario World has, that Mario 2 has, that Mario 64 especially has. So, I mean, I like the, the powers in Mario 3. I thought that was a great part of it, but I never really liked the level design in Mario 3 that much. 
I would completely disagree with that. The levels were short, but they were much, much more intricate. So, yes, if you ran from level one, you know, from the beginning of a level to the end of a level, you could do it in 15, 20 seconds. But there were so many secrets hidden in Super Mario Brothers, you know, three, you know, three's levels that, you know, compared to like, okay, two and one, but were very much from point A to point B, and everything that's in between is there, it's already there, there's no major secrets. There's two or three secrets, you know, like like little holes and warp zones and all that, but apart from that, there's not much. Every single level on Super Mario Bros. 3 seems to have a massive secret or a massive complete area that you can get to, whether it's standing on those white blocks until you fall behind the scenery and you can get to another area, or I swear it was on one of the desert levels where it looks like it's just climbing over pyramids, but if you get the power leaf and turn into Raccoon Mario, you can fly up to the start of the level, and there's like a whole nother level above the level, full of coins and palm trees, and it was, it was so much more intricate, and you, every time you went back, you would always find something new. Super Mario World did everything that that did so much better. The whole secret side of it was practically another game. There was hundreds of hours worth of gameplay in there. You had to find the block, the fortresses, and then you could go to Star World, and then there was Special Zone on top of that. And you can go around all of those. You still had to go get the, the block fortresses to unlock all the blocks. There was much more to it. And as for the Raccoon Mario, I mean, taken straight from my notes that I've got in front of me here, Raccoon equals furry, dinosaur equals cool. And Super Mario World had Yoshi. i just like to step in and declare that that's actually correct. So, uh, yeah, we, the, the chair holds that as a fact, that uh, Raccoon equals fairy and Dinosaur equals cool. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Mario World was essentially Mario 3, just you know, with, with Yoshi. Just yeah, better story, but, better graphics. But it's still, it took the template. It, it, Mario 3 is, is the grandfather of all the modern ones now. Everything else, you know, it just uses the same thing. And that's why Mario 2 is so great, because it didn't follow that template. It took that template, threw it on the floor, and kicked it under the gutter. It was this- I'm sorry, no, 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 no. I'm going to get in the obligatory Nintendo fanboy fact here. Mario Brothers 2 is not a Mario Brothers game. It in America? Japanese- in America it was, but it's still, the, just the core root of the game is not a Mario Brothers game. Over here, it was... Um, Super Mario Brothers 2, but it's still not technically a Mario Brothers game. In, in Japan, it was released as Doki Doki Panic about some Arabian night and some, you know, Aladdin on Happy Meals, and it wasn't a Mario game. They just reskinned it over here. It's like, okay, Star Fox Adventures, the game on um, GameCube, that isn't a Star Fox game. That is a rare RPG that they were making that was an original IP that literally had the characters slapped onto it. Super Mario Brothers 2 is exactly the same. Right, but Mario Brothers 2 did so many new things that other games didn't do. And also, I mean, if they had released Mario 2, would you have you ever played the real Mario 2? Yes, and I don't like it. It's terrible. So Mario <laughs> it's, it's 2 Mario Brothers 1.5. Right, it's, it's a, not it's not a fun. Sequel. Right. And that was had the last re- levels, right? Yes. Yeah. And had they released that over here, it would have like crippled Mario Mania that was kicking around at the time. But releasing Mario Brothers 2, see, that was like for me, obviously, I, I got Nintendo Power, I got all the things. I was looking forward to Mario 2 like no other game. And when I got that thing, I loved everything about it. I especially loved this. It has the best music. It's great. <laughs> it was. Yeah. I'll, I'll no, I prefer the Mario World music. Fair enough. But the Mario Brothers 2 music was very catchy, very unique. I like the fact that... Alright, let's put it this way. It's one of the few times in Nintendo's history where they had balls. 
They said, we're going to take this other game. It may not really have much to do with the first one, but it's a good game. We're going to slap it into the Mario license, and we're going to put it out there. And if that didn't pay off, if that game was bad, it could have killed the Mario series. It could have crippled it. Instead, some people do hate it, of course, but I think it's got some very clever ideas. I think it's got some very memorable levels. I think the secrets are very well done with the little potion things. It's got some great enemies. And honestly, I like the boss fights more in that game than I do in 3 or World. Uh, Mario 2 was more of an insult to Western gamers. The Japan, uh, the Japan Nintendo basically didn't want to release the lost levels because they thought it was too hard for us. So they commissioned this thing to be a Mario game. <laughs> they had a point. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can get it in Mario All-Stars, which is, and it is a very tough Mario, but it's not its not a real Mario game for me. Yeah, I'm going to step in. Now, while while uh, Mario 2 is valid for consideration, I think, Joe, you have to accept it's not a real Mario game. Oh, I accept that totally, but I will say that it is a very good game on its own, and I'm begging that I agree, I agree that. It's a good game, but it's not a Mario game. You can't call it the best Mario game, given that it is not technically a Mario game. But since it is technically a Mario game in some ways... It no, it's not! <laughs> I'm not going to spend 50 minutes debating whether or not the name on the box is valid, because it's not. Well, it's got the characters, too. Hey, come on, Luigi's... Fa- the first thing, when you saw New Super Mario Bros. Wii, did you not think it was an insult if they didn't give those characters those powers? Like, Luigi should be able to jump higher. Princess should be able to float, even though there is no princess in that game. But like, Yeah, it did, completely... uh, New Super Mario Bros. Wii does look like it's, ta- it's inspired by Super Mario Bros. 2. And they missed an oh, opportunity sorry, because it's not going to be as fun as Mario 2 because they don't have their powers. Now, you see, all three of the suggestions you've come up with so far, I have a fundamental problem with in that um, they are, none of them are particularly revolutionary. Okay, the, they were popular and... Um, all three of them are, in effect, sequels iterating on the, the game that came before it. Whereas, you know, for me, Mario 64 was both revolutionary in terms of its design and in terms of its what it was trying to achieve. Uh, and in terms of its control system, you know, it introduced the the, the kind of analog control and, and 3D world to, to, to the consoles. And it carried the, the weight of expectation of launching a new console as well, which, um, you know, none of the others really had to had to do. And so for me, that is probably the most important Mario game that, that was ever came out because it was trying to grab a whole new audience, trying to update this, um, what was by then a legacy game, a t- you know, 2D platformer, to a completely new audience and a completely new uh, technology. Okay, I agree with that, but I, you've just said there it's the most important Mario game. That is a fact that I don't think any of us can deny. But this is about best Mario game. So I've gone for Mario Galaxy because I believe that is the best quality Mario game in terms of how fun it is, in terms of how much is in there, in terms of like you know the variety of challenges, in terms of who it appeals to, everything. It, it's got everything. It's the best Mario game to play. It's not the most important. I will completely agree with that. It's just the natural extension of the Mario 3D franchise, but it's the best to play. But isn't that got something to do with the fact that we've got 20 years of game design and, and uh, game knowledge and to, to draw on now. So, it, you know, probably the next... Well, the, you know, going to get Super Mario Galaxy 2, but the next significant leap in Mario will probably be, again, the easiest game to play and the most accessible Mario to play because the technology is making that happen with each iteration. Um, I mean, with Mario 64, if you play it now, it's got serious camera issues, you know, having to fiddle around with those um, C buttons. But at the time, that was revolutionary and it really raised the bar bigger higher than any game has done before or since 
But I think that's because Mario um, is one of those game franchises. Lucky that it's got better with each gen, you know, with each iteration. There may be a few things that people don't like, but as hang a on, whole, hang on, I, I, have to inter- I have to interject. Sorry, you're, if we discount Super Mario Sunshine, that statement is correct. But otherwise, that's completely <laughs> invalid. I never had a problem with Super Mario Sunshine. Oh, Super Mario God, Sunshine no. was no, 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 no. no. Uh, the, the statement's been made. Carry on. Move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's worse than Paxman. <laughs> okay, the vast majority of Mario games have improved on their predecessor. It's not like the Tomb Raider franchise where the first three were great and then they became dire and now they're becoming average. You know, they have progressively become better, excluding Mario Sunshine. And so, you know, if we had this debate in a couple of years, I might even say that Galaxy 2 is the best Mario game because the quality grows as the series has gone on because as you, know, as you say, Zan, you draw on the experience from previous titles and use it to improve the, uh, you know, in the newer ones. So that's what makes the newer ones better. I agree with that to a degree. They did keep getting better up to a point. When Super Mario World came out, that was the best 2D Mario game ever. It, best 2D platformer ever. Then they went on to Mario 64, and it, the controls just didn't work as well. It just wasn't as fun. While, while it was revolutionary... And bigger and a progress, obviously, but it just didn't have everything that made Super Mario World so much fun. It didn't have the the depth of the story. There wasn't as many as much fun finding all the secrets, replaying things to collect things. That's not fun to me. Well, the jump from 2D to 3D, I mean, it pretty much made a completely different game. There's very little in common between Mario World and Mario 64, aside from a few little minor parts. So, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of like the Zeldas. Like, the 2D Zeldas and 3D Zeldas feel pretty different from each other. And you, I, I personally prefer the 2D Zeldas to the 3D Zeldas. And in a way, I kind of prefer the 2D Marios also. I think the, the, the world, though, in, in Mario 64 was so well-conceived and so tightly integrated. Part of the problems I have with a lot of the, 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 the platformer Marios is that each level is unique, and that's what you want. But they never really felt like there wasn't anything binding it together. I know in Super Mario World you had the, the hub world, and I think Super Mario Bros. 3 had the hub world as well, didn't it? Um, but they never really... you know what I mean? There was never a tight cohesion between the hub world and the other worlds, whereas in uh, Mario 64, that was the first one I played, anyway, where I felt that all of these things were, were joined together. You know, and that the whole concept of having this, you know, the, the castle with the... The, the rooms with the paintings in, and the paintings were the, the worlds, you know, I thought it was brilliant, because it, it just drew everything together and made it a cohesive whole. And probably none of the games in, until Mario Galaxy have, have really achieved that same level of cohesion, I don't think. No. I think the one downside to Mario Galaxy, though, is whereas like, um, 64 presented it brilliantly with the castle and you exploring and the finding the different rooms in the castle that each one's got a different painting and things like what's it there was um there were walls that were that were actually paintings and there were um windows that would be paintings and uh what was it the one up in uh, up on the upper floor where you had to find work out where the painting was by using the mirror so you could see the painting in the mirror but you couldn't see it in the actual um, yeah. world where you right. were they were much more fun with the hub world whereas when you got to Galaxy which should have been brilliant and the, you know, the fact they'd gone to a proper Mario game the proper hub you know, as, rather than Sunshine's bloody you know, Mediterranean port they'd actually had a proper hub world <laughs> and so they'd then be presented with a menu 
that you click on the galaxy you want to go to. It's like, that's a bit disappointing. But at least it strings, in Galaxy, they do string the, the, the planets and the planet toys together, which means yeah. you can have, like, lots of different environments, but they do feel cohesive because you can jump between them, and it feels like they're different bodies within one solar system, if you like, you know. I'd say the early Mario's, though, I mean, you had the whole Princess is Another Castle. That was your whole progression. You knew you got to that castle, and then you were on to the next world, so you knew it was the fire world or the ice world or the big world. So it was that, that sense of, yes, I'm progressing through the game, not just one bigger area where I need to get a certain amount of stars to go to. It felt it was more linear but better in that way, in my sense. No, I disagree with that, because it means that if you're having trouble with... Okay, so Super Mario Bros. 3, I suck at the ice world. I can't do it. But I've got my walk whistle, which means I can you know, skip over to the next world. But you have to have found that walk whistle, and there's no option. If you can't get past the ice world, you're screwed. You then cannot rescue the princess. You cannot defeat the Koopalings. Whereas Galaxy and 64, if you couldn't do a particular challenge, you just moved on to another world and did another challenge, and you kind of, you got to pick the challenges you wanted to do and progress in your own way, and it wasn't like you were missing out, you weren't missing out on anything, you was, you'd still see, you know, plenty of the game, but it was just kind of, look, we're not going to punish you for not being able to complete this as well as other people, we're going to let you try something else. If you got frustrated over and over and again with the same level, you may well complete that level eventually, but at least you had the option to go off and try and do another level to build your confidence, to get, build your skills, before you then did that level. And the 2D Mario's just completely lack that. Yeah, but that's the whole reward, isn't it? You know, you spend a long time trying to complete a level and do it. But it also did have, you had some, like, pipes where you could, I can't remember what you use now, but you could blow up a pipe and then go down there and miss out some of the level, which could work. But it was, you know, spending hours on that one level trying to do it properly was, was the most rewarding for me when you finally do it. Not being like most modern games that you can just detour and take a path around it all, which just makes games too easy and, you know. It doesn't make them too easy. It makes them more accessible. So if you if you want the challenge, it's there. But if you if you're finding it too hard, but you still want to progress with the story or see 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 it through to an ending, you can still do that. You still get you still get a sense of completion. You know, if you're paying forty fifty quid for a game, then I think um, all games should offer you the uh, a route to the finish, no matter what your skill level is. Especially because Mario is such an accessible franchise. Um, I mean, like, so I got the original Super Mario Brothers on NES at Christmas, and the whole family sat down and took it in turns to complete levels and try and get you know um, further. And obviously, you know, my parents were actually no, my mum was a legend. My mum has beaten every single Mario game before me, which is a trifle embarrassing. But <laughs> my dad has never managed to complete you know, like one stage, and he. Therefore, you know, he was therefore put off Mario games, and he doesn't understand, you know, he hasn't seen all that, you know, all the goodness that we have seen, so he wouldn't have seen, like, the later levels and the darkness levels, and he wouldn't have, if he'd played Super Mario Bros. 3, he wouldn't have got to, like, the pipe and the ice and the cloud and all the different worlds, he'd just assume, oh, it's this, this grass world and I can't even beat the first one, whereas Galaxy, because it's a bit, I will admit, it's probably a bit easier, but it's much more accessible, he would be able to actually, you know, see the different worlds and get much more from the game than he would the previous ones. I certainly wouldn't say any 3D game is easier to control than a, a 2D one, where you've just got to go pretty much from one side to the other. I mean, there's easy routes through levels, but I mean, Super Mario World paid off if you searched around and found the secret keys and you could um, bypass sections, or you could go 
via the foot go search for the fortress and then go via Star World. There was different ways through each level, which paid off if you'd looked around. I spoke to people about this recently, actually. Um, few, most of us, I think, have probably grown up with 2D platformers. So we almost learnt our gaming craft, if you like, on 2D platformers. If you give a 2D platformer to an 11 or 12-year-old kid now, they often struggle with them. Yet if you give them a 3D game, they can often just walk straight into it without any problems at all. There's, there's, I think a lot of, you know, if, if you go back to some of those games now and play them on, you know, on the, um, on the um, virtual console, they are actually, some of them, incredibly difficult. And um, really they, they come from an era where game design really was based around um, emulating the arcade where expectations were always for the games to be difficult because of course they were trying to milk money out of you you know the whole the whole concept of having lives and and uh, and continues was really trying to emulate the games that people saw in the arcades because that's what they thought people wanted at home whereas today i think it's more about the overall experience and getting to the, the end of a game completing a game and feeling a level of satisfaction with doing so I think yeah, the newer ones still have that level of difficulty. I mean, like, so 64, I, I, did, I never completed it on the 64. I only ever completed it on the DS. And it took me years. And you know, I never, it was never a problem with controlling it. It was just you know, the nature of the game. Some of the challenges I found harder than others. And it, but I, I was still able to... You know, I can still beat Bowser and say I've completed the game, but I haven't got 120 stars. Likewise, Galaxy, and admittedly, a lot of people, one of the biggest criticisms is Galaxy's lowered that to 60. So someone can go in, do 60 stars, beat Bowser, and say they've completed the game. Is that so wrong? If, you know, hardcore gamers go, oh, well, that's rubbish, but you don't have to do that. You can go and get the full one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. I'm going to step in quickly and just point out that Super Mario World threw lives at you like nobody's business. Unlike Super Mario Bros. 2, which was bitch-slappingly hard, Joe. Absolutely. And I don't Absolutely. understand why you've gone to this... Well, I, I'm, I'm going to go to you, Joe. Why is Mario 2 at all worth considering compared to all these other games? Well, the way I see it is that the Mario formula has been well-played at this point. I mean, 3 and World were fairly similar. Galaxy and, and 64 were fairly similar. I'm going to ignore the one that came out between those two. But... Mario 2 kind of has this different feel to it, and it's a game that I can go back to now, and I really haven't ever played anything else like it since then. I can go back to it, I can play it, it's very hard, yes, but it's got some really cool things. As I said before, I love the boss fights in Mario 2, I think they're the, probably the best boss fights in any Mario game until they went 3D. Um, I love the level design, I think the whole potion to take you to another side of the world to find secrets was a very clever way, and kind of like a predecessor to the whole key thing in Mario World and so on. And they did a lot of really interesting things with, um, like, the magic carpets, the enemies. I love the fact that you could pick up and throw enemies. That threw a whole new dynamic into the Mario formula that, I mean, obviously they haven't used since. But I don't know. It's just when I think back to Mario 2, I have a lot happier memories than I do to Mario 3 and Mario uh, World and all those. And that's a game that if I'm going to go back and play one, I'm going to go back and play Mario 2 most likely because I like the way that it's different from everything else. And I like that even like New Super Mario World uh, Brothers feels sort of like 3 and, and World. I played that a lot. I haven't played a lot of 2, and that's something that I want to go back and try, something different in the Mario universe. It, I think we said it before, it's not a Mario game. Uh, I mean, you're, you're picking up potions, making secret doors. I mean, you jump on enemies and they don't die. That's not a Mario game, you know. There's, it hasn't got the speed. It hasn't got the sense of uh, what a Mario game is. I mean, it's a good game. Oh, don't 
don't disagree with that at all. Uh, okay, Princess is probably the best character in the game, but there you go. Hey, I'm uh, a Luigi but... man myself. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it doesn't have what a Mario game is. You know, picking up potions, making secret doors... And, and they, you know, it's the laws completely messed up as well. What was that purple dinosaur, which has not really appeared in anything but tennis games since? Transgender <laughs> purple dinosaur. Just, just, to, yes. just so we don't know that transgender purple dinosaur. Carry on. I mean, it, it doesn't fit. I mean, there's some bosses where you're fighting like big eagle things, aren't you? I mean, that that's not Mario. What do you think about Zelda Two? Hmm, that was probably the worst Zelda as it, well. Okay, it, it's one of the worst. I I would take offense to that, but. I think that, like, see, I liked it back then that Nintendo wanted to change stuff up. Like, right now we're getting, like, Mario Galaxy 2 and New Super Mario Brothers. They're very similar to stuff you played before. I like that Nintendo kind of had the guts back in the 8-bit era to say, you know what, we, we had a great success with this one formula. Let's try something new this time. And I, that's why I really enjoyed what Mario... Like, if Mario 2 Japanese version had come out in America, I wouldn't have liked it. I don't think most people... Even if they gave you a thousand lives, no one would have liked it. They had the guts to say, you know what, let's try this, see if it works. And obviously the audience is pretty split on Mario 2, but I think I appreciate that, and I really wish Nintendo of today would try something like that with some of their series instead of just shooting out the same stuff every couple of years. There's, there's another way to look at the that. Fact that they went straight back to standard traditional Mario platforming after Mario 2 and never returned to Mario 2's mechanics. Tell you know, that just speaks well, volumes. To be fair, yeah, if they made I a Doki Doki that Panic, a if they made Doki Doki Panic 2, they probably would have brought that here as a different Mario game. But you could look at the history slightly differently, can't you? Because you could say, well, okay, Nintendo wanted to get out a sequel because they'd sold a, you know, an absolute ton of Super Mario Brothers. They looked at the lost levels and thought, hmm, that doesn't look so good. You know, we're in trouble here. What are we going to do? Hold on a minute. Why don't we just take that and rebadge it and resell it? You know, so it may not have been an inspired decision. It may have been something done out of desperation. Well, Mario 3 was done over a year before it came out in America. They had that game sitting in a warehouse ready to be released. They could have probably held off another six months, a year or whatever, and put out Mario 3, when instead they decided to pull 2 out. And they held 3 purposely for a year after it was done so that 2 would have enough time to grow. So they did believe in 2. They didn't just, you know, wait. No, that's because they knew that 2 wouldn't sell if they released 3 first, because 2 shit and 3 is brilliant. <laughs> 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 way of looking at it. <laughs> I mean, you, you mentioned, um, I think James mentioned Dinosaur Planet and, uh, and um, oh, what's it called, Star Fox Adventures. You know, that was a classic example of doing that, you know, being desperate to get out a new Star Fox game and thinking, right, I know what we'll do. They, you know, these guys have almost completely finished the game. Why don't we hand it over to them, give it, give it a Star Fox feel and chuck it out there to keep the fans happy? Not true, that, but that was a really terrible game. But like, oh, I mean, if you quite liked it. <laughs> okay, it was a ter- It was not a terrible game. It, just the flying was terrible. Game, it was terrible. I I played through it. I, I was not a fan. But I, I mean, if you look at like what Metroid Prime did, kind of like that does not feel that much like a Metroid game. They they sw- I mean, there are some elements, of course, but you know, overall, it doesn't feel like the old games did. Yet that kind of got accepted and it worked, obviously, because it was a very good game. I think Mario 2 was a very good game. I think a lot of people do accept it. I know a lot of people don't like it as their favourite, but I, kn- I know there are many people besides me that look back to Mario 2 with good memories. I don't think that makes it the best, though. Well, it's, in my personal opinion, is the one that I look forward, I look back to and I say, wow, that was a really important game in my life. I enjoyed playing it a lot. I still enjoy going back to it a lot, and if I was going to go back to one right now, I would go back to 2, and that's why I would pick it as the best. Would you like them to make new Mario's though in in the set in the way of Mario Two? If New Super Mario Brothers Wii was made similarly to Mario Brothers Two, I would be ecstatic. 
I, I would be more happy about that than the way they are currently doing it, which I'm honestly not that excited about. When they did Super Mario Advance, which was the remake of that, wasn't it? Did they add anything to it then? Did they um, iterate on... I think they just, they just upped the visuals. Stupid voiceovers. Right. right. Charles okay. Martinet. <laughs> Anyone want to defend Mario is missing? Or no? Yeah, then no votes for... Uh, I used to enjoy, uh, no. I used to enjoy Mario. I like Mario's missing, yeah. Mario's time machine, good stuff. No, no Mario Kart votes there at all? I did consider Mario Kart. I actually controversially also considered Mario Party. I know it's but I actually I actually if if you'd say to me what was the one I enjoyed the most <laughs> I, wow. I kinda loved I kinda loved the original Mario Party. Wow. That's uh... <laughs> A yeah, but it's not saying it's a good game. I'm just saying I enjoyed it. You know, sometimes you find a game that people don't like, and you you just really dig it. I love board games, so I I, I really dug that. I think what what we're, we're saying we're trying to say the best Mario game, and uh, back to Mario Two, and you know the, the rest around it though. They're actual Mario games. It's the platforming, jumping, you know, breaking blocks, finding stars, and all this. Mario Two didn't even have the fire flower. Right? <laughs> That's why it was so freaking cool. It was so different. <laughs> Mario 2 had absolutely nothing from the entire series. There were no Goombas, there were no Coopers. I mean, okay, the, the instruction bo- booklet said that Wart was Bowser's cousin. <laughs> Apart from that, there is no relation, there's no relationship, there's no connection to the other games at all. There's no blocks you break, there's no... Goombas, there's no power-ups apart from that bloody potion thing. The only difference is that the, the only thing is the characters are in it, and they weren't even the original characters. If you search Doki Doki Panic's original character outline, you can see it's literally it's the equivalent of drawing a moustache on someone you know, on, on someone with a marker pen. That's all they've done. They've drawn the right hat on, they've drawn, you know, put braces on because the original Doki Doki Panic bloke was naked. You know, they've that's all they've done. They've not actually made any effort to connect it to the series at all. Well, okay, to move on from Mario 2, which is obviously upsetting a few of us, um, (laughs) (laughs) we we were early arguing between the difference between Mario 64 and and Galaxy and saying one is maybe better, but the other one might be better for its time. So what I wanted to do is ask Lee, would you say that even if Super Mario World is a better game than Super Mario 3, do you think it was better for its time than Super Mario 3? Yeah, because I mean, I know at least here it was launched with the SNES, and it was it was the game that made me pick it up, despite having a Mega Drive at the time. I mean, I I really I loved Super Mario Brothers three. It was one of my favorites, but I just think Super Mario World goes that little bit further. I literally got hundreds of hours of gameplay out of it, finding new things. I don't know if I ever managed to complete the uh, the special world after Star Road. I got so far into it, where just I don't think I completed it because it was so difficult. The addition of Yoshi to me was brilliant. There'd been nothing like that before, and I mean he had his whole range of power-ups as well, including like being able to fly and stomp and knock other characters down, and he had fire. There was just much more to it. But I think no, the Yoshi thing is. It's an aesthetic difference, but in terms of gameplay, it's not really any different to if you had a character that could do all the things that Yoshi can do, which back in the day you did. You did have characters with you know, various different power-ups, you know, flying and shooting and stomping and all that. The only difference is, on the screen, two little sprites become one. That's an aesthetic you know, difference. Gameplay-wise, you're not doing anything <coughs> with a controller that you haven't done before. I, th- I think Mario World might be a little bit tainted in my memory because of Yoshi's Island. 
don't know if anybody enjoyed that game, but I uh, think that was maybe one of the worst Mario games for me. And it, it was kind of the same. It was the Yoshi thing. Everyone likes Yoshi, but that, that game just didn't... I don't know, it was a completely different feeling, like how Mario 2 feels different. The ones that spawned after Mario World just weren't that great. It's the only one I've ever beaten. As we said, Mario World is the only one I've not played through more than two or three levels. Just because I never had a SNES. And I did download it for my virtual console, and I just don't, I don't play my virtual console. If I'm playing on my Wii, I want to play an actual, like, a, a modern game. So I just haven't got around to playing it. I really should, because I know that you're all glaring at me right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's, let's take that one step further then. Igno- if we ignore Mario 64 and Mario Galaxy for a, a moment, out of Mario 2 and Mario 3 and, and Super Mario World, Let's take a vote down each of us on which one we think is the best 2D Mario. So, Ditz, which one do you say? You are going to choose Super Mario 3, probably. Yeah, yeah okay. I'm sticking with Mario 3. Yeah. James? I'm sticking with Ditz. I had great memories of that game. Fan, you know, it's got all, all the typical varied worlds, so you know, ice, fire, pipe, giant, water, all that. And, yeah, I just have so many good memories. And World was nothing more than an extension of that, so 3 definitely the best. Okay, Judge, Judge, let's just pretend Super Mario 2 is not what you're the one you're going to pick. Out of Mario 3 and, and Super Mario World, which one would you pick? No contest, I'd pick World. And Lee, you're going to pick World, obviously? Yeah. So, Zan, casting vote. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> well, if, I mean, uh, it's, it's no secret that I'm not a huge fan of 2D Mario. Never, I never was at the time, and I never have been since. And But I think if you're going to pick one and say that's the pinnacle of the the 2D, uh, you know, Mario Brothers era, then I would say World for me. That's the one I've played the most, the one I've probably enjoyed the most, but I don't personally think they are the greatest games ever made that people hold them up to be. Okay, let's now take that round the other way. If we're going for the 3D Mario games, which one would we pick out of 64, Galaxy, and if you want Sunshine? Uh, no, you can't, you're not allowed to pick Sunshine. Um, so... <laughs> Bits, 64 or Galaxy? Uh, 64. Just for how important it was for, for Nintendo as a whole. I think they took a chance. The, the PlayStation was already in its stride. Um, they released the Nintendo 64 and people were like, what, you know, what's this going to do against Sony? And Mario 64 just appeared and people were just gobsmacked. You know, how could they have just you know, they've created this 3D masterpiece? You know, the, you know, people who have played Mario from childhood know how it works and everything, and then they see it in 3D for the first time, and they've got it right. They've got it perfect. It's It was just such an important game. Everything tried to copy it after that, and no one ever did really do it better. James, sticking with Galaxy? I am going to stick with Galaxy, just because it, it's... In terms of the quality, in terms of how much fun it is to play, in terms of how easy it's control accessible, it's it's got everything. It's improved on 64. It's the only game that has ever improved on 64, and that's what makes it the best. Joe, that's a really tough one. I I I think that Galaxy is probably the better game, but I can't say definitively because to me Galaxy is almost too new. I have to kind of look back on these things and see which one hit me the most. And at, out of those two, 64 hit me on the floor, knocked me around, and kicked me in the head. I mean, I beat Mario 64 with 120 stars two and a half times, I think, back in the day, and I kept playing it, kept playing it. No matter what else came out, I kept playing it. And everything is still so memorable and so wonderfully designed. And even if one day I will look back and see Galaxy is the better game, I have to go with 64 right now. So two for sixty-four, Lee. 
64. Well, Galaxy it... was much it... more refined. 64 was just... It was so original. It just jumped out. Such a massive leap forward. And a risk as well, going 3D. I think that's an important point. 64. Definitely the risk uh, involved when, when we see what happened to Sonic. Zan obviously going with 64 yeah. as well. Yeah, um, I'd just like to add that um, the Mario 64 was much more important for the N64 than Mario Galaxy is for the Wii. You know, um, if you were to ask an N64 owner whether they had a copy of Mario 64, whether it came bundled, whether they bought it, you'd probably find 95% of N64 owners had um, Mario 64 and probably bought it for that game. If you ask the same of the Kajillion Wii owners, it's going to be a much, much smaller number. It's not. It's not been as... Uh, important for Nintendo in this generation as it has but been. I don't in think that's ones. a comment on Galaxy. I think that's just because of the timing. So, you know, 64 was a launch game. It was a flagship game. It was showing what the 64 could do. And by the time Galaxy had come out, there were already so many games. And I, you know, that was a massive oversight on Nintendo's part, releasing Galaxy so late. But if Galaxy had been a launch game, it would be a completely different story. I, I believe, though, that um, Sunshine has, has sold more copies than Galaxy. Admittedly, it's, Galaxy's only been out for 18 months or two years. But you know, So if you look at it in that respect, you know, the GameCube, which was perceived as a bit of a failure, uh, Mario Sunshine actually, to date, has sold more copies anyway. So Doesn't that say more about Super Mario 64 being a really good game and Super Mario Sunshine being a really bad game than it does anything about Galaxy? Just people being down and out about Mario after Sunshine. And yeah, the Wii as a, as a less... console as well. Uh, and, so, and to a certain extent, I've also, I think there's a little bit of that audience moving on to other consoles. I think, uh, unfortunately, I mean, I was, I was a game, I love my GameCube, but I think a lot of a lot of people moved on after the GameCube and lost a little faith. Lots, of, certainly, the kind of um, enthusiast gamers moved away. And at the moment, you have this kind of a lot of people have this sort of suspicious relationship with with the Wii you know um, I myself you know I've gone through periods where I've really despised it and then other periods like now where I'm totally in love with it again and I think that's had as much to do with it as anything else you know it's that audience is a bit suspicious of Nintendo at the moment and um, and that's probably affected its sales but that's, that's not saying it's a it's a poor game I'm just you know in, in looking back in history in terms of retail sales, it's, it's not going to be the strongest on, on the, the 3D platforms. I don't think it's just the console. I think it's also 3D platforming as a genre. It's not the same as it used to be. It's not That's the be-all yeah. and end-all. I mean, a lot of people now are wanting first-person shooters or more first-person shooters <laughs> or war um, games. Unfortunately, yes. Well, I think you're raising a very good point, and I think that brings me on to why I want all our guests to think about. There is an obvious split here between 2D and 3D Mario. And on the one side, we've had a clear winner on 64 and 3D, and on the other side, while just slipping ahead of, of Super Mario 3, I think the final decision is probably going to come to which side of that coin you fall on and in your vote on 2D or 3D because I, I think you're going to have to start wondering about being strategical with your votes because I don't think if you're all going to vote for the same five you're going to be happy with my casting vote on it so uh, something to think about in the last few moments of this podcast and they've all gone silent uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's, go, let's go back to James James we didn't really get to hear much more about why you, you thought Galaxy stood ahead of other Marios. I mean, Zan raised a very good point. It was probably the refinement of all of the Marios. But do you think it has more than that that can 
put it ahead of all these other games which were so important at the time for Mario. No, I, th- I think it is, you know, Zan's perfectly right. It is m- nothing more than the refinement of all the previous games. But as I said earlier, the previous games were the refinements of those that had come before. I think Galaxy's been, you know, going back to this conversation we literally just had, Va- Galaxy's been a victim of circumstance. It's not come out at launch. It's not come out to a console that has got, you know, a v- huge steadfastly loyal Nintendo audience. It's not come out in a, in a time when 3D platformers are looked upon favourably, simply because in the absence, and it's almost Mario's own failing, 64 came out and completely revolutionised the platforming genre, and everyone tried to you know, mimic that and recreate that. On the 64 era, they came close. You, know, you had Banjo-Kazooie, you had Donkey Kong 64. There were some good 3D platformers. And then, like, the ten years after, there haven't been. Whereas, like, other genres, like first-person shooters, people keep asking for first-person shooters because they keep getting better. They don't get worse. So, Galaxy's just been... It's just come out at a wrong time. But if you look at what's in the game, you've got the huge levels, like the... Um, so, you know, the autumn level and the B level are reminiscent of Mario 64's 3D levels. You've got 2D levels that are reminiscent of the you know, 64 and more new Super Mario Brothers, like the, the Bowser Castle bits, basically, where you're, the camera is pretty much fixed and just following you along. You've got the races, you've, you know, like the ray races, you've got the challenges, you've got the weird little puzzles, like the, the gravity star. You've got so many types of genre. It's got, it's got the best of every Mario game in there. So... And just by you know, by logic, I feel that makes it the best Mario game. It's got everything that people have loved from previous editions, and more. I just feel with with Mario Galaxy. I mean, it, it took a good year, didn't it, to come out from the launch of the Wii. And I think when you know, it's got it's, it's held in high critical acclaim, and you know, it is a very very good Mario game. But I mean, it doesn't really utilise everything what we thought this Wii would do. Um, back when they first announced it and all this, and you know, it took them a year to to get to get the game out. And you're thinking you could have played this quite happily on the GameCube. It's it is a very good. It is you know one of yeah. It's the best evolution of the Mario that series. That I will agree with. But I've heard that it was actually in development for GameCube before the Wii was unveiled. I think it, it probably hurt it by not being a launch title, a release in a, a Nintendo console without a Mario game. Well, the, the GameCube wasn't launched the Mario game. It was Luigi's Mansion. And um, that hurt. There you go. That hurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the same. You know, your point is the same of um, Zelda. You know, Zelda, you could have quite happily played on the GameCube. And for the right amount of money, you can, because it is a GameCube game. Likewise, 64, uh, sorry, Galaxy, is pretty much a GameCube game. You know, it was well into development before the Wii had come out. So the difference with the you know, this more comment on the Wii than the Mario franchise... Any game that comes out for launch at Wii is not going to feel like a massive revolution because the, the world is still finding its feet with motion control and how it can be applied to existing genres. I'll admit that, yes, it didn't, it didn't make a great use of it. It's just the pointer and the waggle. But that's still fun compared to some of the crap that's on that console. Would you guys really want like a, a really motion-intensive Mario game? I mean, they showed off something at E3. It was like a, a balance board platforming game where you kind of do the Mario motions on the balance board and you jump to jump over a platform and stuff. And I heard it was very fun, but like, would you really want the next Mario game to be played that way? No. 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 I think that the way they did in Galaxy is as much as they should push motion control on the Mario universe. It never felt... Uh, you know, on t- it never felt shoveled in. It never felt like it was annoying to do the, the little waggle commands that came up. 
But I think if they had put any more like thought into that, if they had really like made motion um, very, very you know f- focused effort to put motion in there more, I think it would have kind of ruined the game a bit. If I was if I was being strategical or someone trying to convince someone, I'd be going to try and convince Joe to change his vote <laughs> because I don't think Mario Two is going to win, is it, Joe? No, I don't see that happening. <laughs> My second favorite one would be Mario World, and the reason is with that one is because there is so many ways to play that game. You can get keys, you can... I mean, like, when I played that game, I I tend to max out the Mario games, get every little last thing, and it took me so long to do it in in World, because each level has so many nuances to it. You can totally just run through it if you want. You can go down the secret passageway, find the new way out. You can use Yoshi to get to certain areas. You can... There's a a lot of little things, and, I mean, of course, they did that in Galaxy and in uh, 64 also, but I think in those games, it was more annoying to find some of the little secretive stuff, to find all the coins in the level without dying and, and stuff like that. I think in world where they found the perfect balance between making it you know easy enough for you to run through it if you want to and also deep enough that you can go back to the same level multiple times find all these little things and keep going and i think that like three had a lot of great power-ups and stuff but i think that the simplicity that four that world had i think was the better balance of just the cape yoshi done i was thinking of throwing another one in there mario rpg on the snes (laughs) (laughs) that's a good shout it was a Square-developed RPG, wasn't it? Which, it did feel like a Square game. But and so that's it, the trouble. It, 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 to go back to the whole, you know, Mario 2 being another game with Mario slapped on it, Mario RPG did feel like another game with Mario slapped on it. It didn't feel like a Mario game to me. That's true. It isn't a true Mario game, yeah. What about, like, Super Paper Mario? Is that a Mario game? That's a Mario game, I'd say. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I See, I didn't like Super Paper Mario. I thought it but, was. But you like Mario too, so what can we say about you? <laughs> <laughs> and I also like the other good ones. <laughs> um, so if we're deciding on the best Mario game, what are you counting as the best? Is it the most fun or most influential? I think the one that you would put forward is the one. Like, if you can only pick one, which one would it be? Because I mean, if technically speaking, Galaxy would probably be the best because, as James says, the most successful. It's the one that everyone could jump into. But I don't think everyone here has proven that they would not all pick Galaxy as their personal best. It's the one that gives you a warm, fuzzy feeling in your heart. Right. <laughs> Precisely. All right. So let's just quickly, um, while we're talking about this, what would you guys consider to be the worst Mario game? Hmm. I'm not going to gang up and say Mario Two because I think we've passed that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think there's been a Mario game that I didn't enjoy. This is, you know, this is one of the joys of the series that there hasn't been an entry that I didn't enjoy. Mario Party Eight. Enough is enough, Nintendo. <laughs> no, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> As someone unfortunate proper- enough to play um, Mario is missing, that gets my vote. Hey, that's a good one. Actually, I, I'm gonna. I'm going to have to say, I, having grown up with Mario 64, uh, sorry, Mario Kart 64 first, I really don't rate Super Mario Kart or Whoa. Super Mario oh, yeah. Where's I don't. You that? Just I'm don't. With you there. James, you're off. No, James, I'm <laughs> with you as well. Oh my oh, god. Wow. This one thing is the, over. Um, <laughs> the whole collecting coins, collecting coins to be your accelerator, but if you yeah. someone hits you, then you lose all those coins. That's just stupid. That's a really daft mechanic. Sinan is about just, to go crazy. <laughs> no, the the, uh, the the multiplayer on uh, Mario Kart 64 was was by far the best of all of them, and 
It was you know, by far yeah. and away. By far and away, and the and the the um the combat mode with the three balloons was just genius. And Agreed. in subsequent releases, they've ruined it. Agreed. I don't get how they've done so well with Kart 64, and then Double Dash and Wii to an extent weren't as good. I don't get how you can fail to recreate that magic. You know, at least even Sunshine recre- recreated a little bit of the 64 magic, but yeah. Double Dash didn't. Double Dash and Wii, Kart Wii, just don't. They fail. I think the Wii one did, but we're just spoilt now by, you know, much bigger games, more tracks, more more customization. Mario Kart Wii is a very, very good Mario Kart game, but Absolutely. if you look back at the number of tracks in 64, you know, we're getting, I think it's nearly double that in Wii, but we're still saying that's not enough. See, I didn't like Mario Kart Wii because it felt too easy for me. Like, the tracks were very wide. You really couldn't get hurt. I was playing at 150cc and not losing any races. They just simplified it a bit too much for me, and there were way too many weapons now that can knock you back to 8th place, way more so than on the 64. Yeah, the rubber banding, as we refer to it on Weeds, the rubber banding is well and truly out of balance. That's why I could not play that game. I did not like it, the new one. Yeah, I'd agree with that completely. Yeah. The only good thing about... Mario Kart Wii release really just the nostalgia, the fact that it has all the different, uh, you know, the tracks from all the different iterations of the game. That was mm. that was the good, that was the fan service, but everything else about it is just it's just broken. But Mario Kart DS did that better though. In any case, I agree. It's agreed. Yes, yeah. it did. Uh, one minute to stay on topic and talk about the best Mario <laughs> game ever. Uh, <laughs> to make your case, Hotel Mario <laughs> on the Philips CDI. Any fans? There you oh, go. No, That's a no. good no. That was been dying to get that one. Never did though. I only ever no. played that. I played oh. that actually. Um, in yeah. a, I think it was in a branch of Dixon's. They were showing that off, and I'm playing it, and I'm going, "Oh my god, a Mario game! Why have I not got this on the NES?" And then I played it. I was like, "Ah, oh, that's why. <laughs> that's why on the Nintendo console because it's shit." No, no votes for um, Mario Clash. Was it on the Virtual Boy? I was going to say that. I don't have that one, though, so I can't tell you for certain. Oh, I did. It, it gave me Ooh. headaches, like every other oh. Virtual Console game. What about Yoshi's Safari? Do we count that? <laughs> You can vote for it if you wish. <laughs> what about Dr. Mario? I like that oh. game a lot. That sounds good. I prefer uh, Dr. Mario to Tetris. See, I don't yeah. trust somebody that's supposed to be a plumber for 40 years and then is now saying he's a doctor and also a sports star. I sure as hell don't want him touching me in any places. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> we come to the end of this enlightened discussion <laughs> on, uh, on Mario. Uh, it, it's come to the point where we need to make our final votes and officially decide, uh, and I say officially loosely, um, decide the best Mario game ever made. We're going to be interesting to see if people stick with their votes or uh, change. Let's go to Joe first. Joe, your vote for the best Mario game ever made. I'm going to go with World. I've one been vote. thinking about it this time. My number two is now my number one. Wow. One vote for Super Mario World. Let's go to Dits next. Uh, I'm going to change from 3 to 64. and uh, I think six, uh, 3 was maybe my misty-eyed looking back, saying that's how I started on my consoles, moved away from the Commodore and where I am now, basically. But 64 is so important that it, it deserves to be the best. One vote for 64, one vote for Super Mario World. Let's go to James next. I'm going to go 64. Because if we're going warm and fuzzy feeling, I felt considerably warmer and fuzzier with 64 than I do with Galaxy. And I can't deny that. Okay, so we've got three votes for 64. Uh, One vote for World. Let's go to Lee next. I'm sticking with World. It's 
I just enjoyed it so much more than 64. Despite 64 being such a magnificent achievement, it just... It's not quite there. Just realised I got my numbers screwed up. So it's, it's two all, <laughs> not not three two to sixty four. So it's two all between Wald and sixty four. It's gonna. I I have a suspicion that we're gonna have a problem here, Sam. <laughs> what's your vote? <laughs> well, it's the only one we've talked about that not only was it uh, immensely fun to play, but it was also revolutionary in its control system, its level design. Uh, its use of 3D and the weight and expectation of all the fans on that new console. So for me, it's, it's Mario 64. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm a, I'm actually torn between Super Mario World and Super Mario Galaxy. Uh, so meet half in the middle and go 64. <laughs> <laughs> or sunshine. <laughs> uh... For the sake, I, I think, as much as I really, really enjoyed World and it was a brilliant, fantastic game, I had I could find no fault with Galaxy. So, as much as it pains me to not be strategical with my vote, I'm going to go with Galaxy, which makes Super Mario 64 rather wrongly. I'm sorry. No, it, okay, you guys are right. If you decided you're right, it, it it's Super Mario 64 is the best Mario game ever made, officially. That debate can end now. Uh, stop arguing. That, no, wait, I want to vote for two. No! <laughs> it's over. No one can ever, ever argue this ever again. If I hear it, I'm just going to refer to element back to this. We're done now with Mario debates. So, uh, Super Mario 64, best Mario game ever made. Uh, and I really enjoyed listening to that. That was absolutely fantastic. Thank you to all my guests and to Joe. That was wonderful. So... Uh, We've been doing this episode, obviously, because of the Unified Gamers Network, and uh, I'll go to Ditz for that to tell us all, a bit more about, about the network, because he's the man who's behind it. So, Ditz, tell us more about UGN. Um, UGN. Uh, well, we're, it's basically a collection of different gaming websites, forums, and just generally good people coming together all under one banner just to promote, to promote each other, have cross-gamer nights and all sorts. We've got Cranky Gamers UK. We've got Frugal Gaming. We've got Big Red Potion yourselves. We've got Games Traffic, Ninja Fat Pigeons, and we've now got Gamer Dork on board. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got like a central website as well, which is unifygamersnetwork.com, which is kind of it's in the midst of getting built. There's still a lot of features I want to add, but it's kind of a Facebook just for gamers. So I mean, you could message each other, have your own blogs, videos, all sorts, and yeah, it's good. It's just, it seems like good fun times. Absolutely, and uh, we should give big ups to uh, John Cranston over at Gadgetoid for organising the meetup last night. And for his excellent bouncing skills, which you can see on that <laughs> video, he, he bounces like no other man I've ever seen. Um, and yourself, Sinan. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't bounce like he could. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just wanted to give a, a big shout out to the people who we haven't got here today. So to uh, Games Traffic and Gamer Dork, who sadly couldn't join us today. Uh, but uh, hopefully we'll get them for the next VIP episode. And uh, we're very proud to welcome Gamer Dork to the network. But uh, yeah, and obviously you want to give a little bit of a shout out to uh, that small podcast you do some work for, uh, Cranky Something. <laughs> yeah, Cranky Gamers UK. Yeah, I mean, we've got, we just did the replay episode um, where we play like an old game. Uh, from like the launch of a console, and we, we we everyone plays that for a month, and then we talk about it, and then we put it up to the actual community to vote for. Um, we've also got our own weekly podcast of news and all sorts. So yeah, I mean, come along, have a little listen. And, and Lee, do you want to make mention of uh, 
that podcast involving is it a potato i forget yeah you can check out the frugal gaming podcast the regular podcast has uh all lovable cute potato headed darren and uh good old scottish frugal nori and uh, every now and then uh i'm on there you poor bastards <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've, I've I really enjoyed actually the Team Bromance podcast. It was uh, it was fantastic. So everyone should check that out. It's the latest frugal gaming podcast. And obviously, if you want to look for cheap deals on games, don't listen to Darren, but do check out his website at frugalgaming.com. Zan, uh, do you want to give a shout out to the Ninja Fat Pigeons? Yep. Uh, so yeah, I guess um, Ninja Fat Pigeons are a community site. I suppose probably the best way to describe. It's been around for about four or five years now. Um, we we also have a podcast, but ours is only monthly, and it's uh, just really getting together a few of the guys just chatting about stuff each month. Um, I also, with Dits, I also do the uh, Cracky Games UK replay show, um, and as you said, we just we just recorded one. So if you want to have a listen and find out what it's all about, then then do uh, then do uh, download it. Fantastic. And uh, James, uh, would you like to tell everyone about Weed's uh, recent accomplishment, which was fantastic? Yeah, cheers. We're um we got past 100 episodes, which is amazing, given how many we lost. <laughs> we must be on about 130-something by now. The amount, of, the amount of episodes that we've lost in like edits and problems going wrong and uh, hosting problems, but we finally made it past 100. We are, um, as far as I'm aware, so I'm going to make this outlandish claim, we are the longest-running UK Nintendo podcast, um, wow. which we're pretty damn proud of. Um, and I think, possibly, we're the longest-running UK independent gaming podcast, because I know that we started up before Cranky's. No offence. Um, <laughs> but I don't... <laughs> but I don't... I, I'm not entirely sure about that, because I'm sure there's someone who started before us. But yeah, so if you're, you know, if you're a fan of Wii and DS, um, or just Nintendo in general, because we do like to reminisce about games gone by, um, as we have done today, um, come check us out. We're at www.weeds-podcast.com. That's weeds-podcast.com. Fantastic. And uh, lastly, to Joe. Joe, any uh, plugs and shout-outs for this week? No plugs and shout-outs, but I would like to say one final thing. Sonic is better than Mario. Yes. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> so I'm to start for... the second hour of debate. <laughs> Here we go. Um... Uh, so I've got a little announcement. I'll be looking for a new co-host for the next uh, Big Red <laughs> <laughs> So... Unbelievable, Joe. Um, <laughs> so I just want to say thanks to all our guests today. It's been fantastic. So many thanks to Ditz, James, Lee, Zan, and indeed to Joe for his final appearance. But uh, be sure to check us out next week. We'll be going back to normal scheduling, normal show, uh, trying to get back into the regular swing of things. Bye for now. And we're done. All right. <laughs> oh, excellent. That was, a, that was a monster. That was good. That was I awesome. didn't that shout was out my roast Dork and Sarge. They're going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I can put that at the end, oh. of the end of the podcast if you want. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I'm going to have well, to agree and say Sonic is better. Oh, come on, Dan. Oh, <laughs> hey, I was just throwing no, that out there. No, he <laughs> is. Sonic is better. Wow. <laughs> really? I, I'm a big Sega fanboy. Well, I was, anyhow. I am, too. 
But even I would have to say that Mario World is better. <laughs> uh, Sonic's cooler, though. Yeah, yeah, I'll agree that much. What, what? what? Well, yeah, he's not an overweight plumber. Right. <laughs> Until he job, talks. <laughs> There's more dodgy sexual references in Sonic. <laughs> Was it cream? I don't know. He whatever. Uh, no, nothing, nothing gets dodgier than Super Mario Sunshine if we're going sexual references. <laughs> Bowser Jr. No, 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 no. Bowser Jr. claiming that Peach is his mother. Peach being confused. If you'd given birth to that, if you'd had <laughs> something that spiky out your clacker, you'd remember. <laughs> and that's going in the show too. <laughs> <laughs>